Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care Centers. While supplies last, offer NZ3120. DC fans, check out the latest live action series, Titans. It's available now on DC Universe. There's new episodes streaming every Friday. Here's what you need to know about the show it's the first original series to launch on DC Universe. It follows a group of young superheroes Robin, we know him, Starfire, Raven, Beast Boy, and a lot of other ones. What's cool about it is it's a gritty take on the Teen Titans franchise. So join the Ultimate DC membership. It's easy. There's more info over at DCUniverse.com. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General state's pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 83120. It's that little chico pit bull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game. So that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Pedro Pascal, confirmed? Gino Carano, confirmed. Ken Napsok, confirmed. It's Jedi Council time. You get ready, you silly humps. Welcome back to Collider Jedi Council. It's the Star Wars show. As we break down Star Wars stuff, we're all talking about Star Wars, and one of us will wear a Star Wars shirt. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Collider Jedi Council. I'm Christian Harloff, a.k.a. Darth Harloff, and we are going to break down the latest and greatest and everything going on in the world of Star Wars. Joining me today back on the council, Ms. Darina, how are you? Hi. Nice good. to see you. How are you guys? What up? Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on the show. Nice Star Wars shirt. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, Ken? Yes, sir. Lighten up. Lighten up. Love it's it. It's my uh, shirt, uh, a, friend, uh, a friend of ours, uh, Estevan, designs this shirt. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw a link up at the end of the show or something. Plug uh, it up. How you lighten doing? up, man. Is it meant to tell Star Wars fans to lighten up? It's just, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of seriousness <laughs> in the world, and we should take everything respectfully, but also just like it's enjoy life while we have it, and we're here yes. and talking Star Wars. What do we got today? You got some stuff up top? Oh, you want to dive right into the news? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, no, first of all, so here's the thing. Yes. We always get these tweets. Star Wars movie news. The joy right there for you. Let's get these treats. Sometimes news breaks. And and look, Iger was having his call. We all knew it. We all figured some news might come out of that. We always get tweets. Star Wars news always comes out after Jedi Council goes live. Always. Maybe we should change her. Maybe they should change their shooting schedule. Nah. Right. We're, we're not. We'll, we'll talk about the news when the news comes. We don't need to worry yeah. about that. 
Don't you worry about that. Yeah. But the news that broke right as I was leaving the door last week. Oh, yes. This thing right uh, this thing right there. Hey, what do you think about that? And That's Pascal. That's Pascal. And the Cassian Andor. Cassian Andor. Which is funny about that is because last week we were talking about how it was going, which, which series, there was a tweet that came in mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. Uh, if we could see any secondary character from mm-hmm. Star Wars had their own show, who would it be? And I still stick by that I would rather take either a Tom Hiddleston uh, Emperor Palpatine type story right. or right. just Palpatine in general. You're so obsessed. I am. Uh, <laughs> or the Obi-Wan series. I'm way more on the bandwagon if I think Obi-Wan should have a TV series more than I think that he should have a movie now. Um, those are two that I wanted to see. There were other pitches on the table, but right as we left and we signed off, it was announced that Cassian Andor would get his own series. I like it a lot, and one of the things about the series that I like is what we always talk about inside of that novelization. Mm-hmm. He was his family were separatists. Will they cover that? Will they cover how he joined the rebellion? Is this going to be uh, more of a spinoff on the Band of Brothers type feel that we got in Rogue One, leading up to the events of Rogue One? So I, I think that this could be pretty interesting. Do you? Did you like the? Yeah, and we're okay ten. with this being. I, I jumped to canon because it's, I, I, it doesn't Adam did his job right. We're, we're I think around. a lot of things in Jedi Council are going to change very soon. But uh, but go ahead. Yeah. No, you were asking uh, during the yeah, Cassian Andor. Do you like the? Uh, do you like? The, I the I mean I love Rogue One. Like I, that's the out of all the new movies, uh, that's my favorite, um, and I I liked his character. I mean, obviously Mexican. I'm very happy with anything Hispanic Star Wars. So, but, but I think I mean his character for what people. So on Rule of Two, I was on there with with Mark Fernandez and um, and Mark Riley, right? And we were talking about a lot of different things in, in the Star Wars world, and, we, and this came up. Um, and Mark Fernandez's big problem is that they haven't really, he doesn't think that they, they have dived well enough into the Force and Jedi and things of that nature. I think that my argument against that was no matter what you thought, if, you, if you're on, there's a positive, there are people who love Last Jedi, there are people who can't stand The Last Jedi. I think it's very hard to argue that the entire Last Jedi plot was about the Force. I mean, the whole thing was about the Force, about no, whether or not half you're. Half of it. The whole movie was about the Force. No, you, half of it. Half of the movie? Yeah. The Ray, the Ray and uh, Kylo and Luke stuff was like force oriented. But, it, but everything the, else was. Yeah, I know, but it's the overall drive of the plot. I mean, it really is the plot about accepting it, understanding it, ignoring it, trying to reconnect with it. Whether you liked it or not, you can't deny it. It had a, it a heavy presence in in the movie, right. so I don't think it's been ignored at all. Even in in Rogue One, you get. Vader, you get the cheered M way. The Force is present for sure. It might not be handled necessarily the way you want it to be, but I don't think it's been ignored. Um, I think that that uh, Benioff and Weiss are going to dive heavy into it. So if this series doesn't really explore it much, I'm cool with that. But Ken, how do you? I know you you love this stuff anyway more than I, anything. I'm more excited for the Cassian yeah. or potential the Cassian. I, I I didn't mention last week. I've, I've other places like Force that have talked about Cassian needs that type of story. Uh, um, and I, you, you're right about the Force, but also I understand people going, hey, a lot of stuff, Solo, for example, because it's on Solo. Right. This is stuff he doesn't believe in. And it's also during a, a period of, where the Force is suppressed and the history of, uh, is already erased. And Darth so, Maul still makes an appearance. But Rebels, Star Wars Rebels, yeah. is ends up being pretty much mostly about the Force. I mean, yes, the Rebels, but they dive down deep with Bendu and, and yep. Kanan and, and, and Ezra, of course, at Ahsoka. So I think it's it's there. Yes, uh, war versus lore, I go for the war. I think the best part of Star Wars is the, the years between Sith and A New Hope because Star Wars is a lot about the rebellion versus the empire, resistance versus first order, the second generation of it. So this is so fascinating to me, so awesome. Cassie and Andrew Diego Luna is is a, is a great actor and mm-hmm. brought so much to that Rogue One yeah. stuff. Some of the best little moments are from him, including I've been in this fight since I was six years old. So yeah, they're going to dive into that and that fight being Jedi, right. and that's why he didn't like Baze and share it. It's more clear in the book. So if we can start d- diving into that, opening, yeah, if you open, open up him when he's younger and stuff, and then this ties in. I think, and I, I don't mean to grandstand here, but uh, it could just end up being Cassian and, and he meets K two S O, which we saw in the comics. Um, that, that and that's their adventure. But the potential to bring in. Enfys Ness, Saw Gerrera, Saint Astaros, yeah. Captain Ray Sloan, uh, even even the adventures of Solo, Chewie, and Lando running into the... 
Jin Erso, uh, you know, he wouldn't meet her there, but she's around this world. There's all these new characters, and everyone always says, ah, they're go, going to the same old stuff. No, it's just the time period. Right. New characters. Oh, I, I'm more excited for this Mandalorian. And it's, we also didn't get to see the characters as much. We just saw them correct. in the one movie. Like, yeah. you could, there's so much to tell. Like, I was interested in most of the characters in that yeah. movie, and I wanted to see more of them. It, so. It's an excellent point because I, I love Rogue One, too, but yeah. that, that third act, some of the best Star Wars that ever Star Wars, but one and two, the first two acts of Rogue yeah. One, I think, you, you know, you're just on the surface with these characters, right. and a book like Rebel Rising takes you into Jyn Erso's right. mindset. Uh, the Rogue One novel takes you into Cassian Andor's mindset, and it's what it, Way more fascinating. A ten episodes of this or whatever will be amazing. I'm not ready to say that I, I looking forward to this more than Mandalorian because mm-hmm. the, and I understand why you do because yeah. you, you love that time period. Yeah, yeah. You love this. This is, this is meant. This, this is this tailor made. It's like a, I'm, a, I'm like a geology major. And I just got sent to a rock school. Yes. Gemstones around. They're in the Lucasfilm. Like we don't like anyone on the Jedi Council show. We like Ken Napsok. What, what series can we make for him? He, I bet you he's going to love the cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the reason why for Mandalorian to me is I know a lot of the way that the government structure works in the time period right, of right. Cassian Andor. Totally. I know that it's a di- dictatorship. I know what's going to happen and ultimately how that dictatorship falls, right? It's not to say that I'm not fascinated mm-hmm. about everything that you just mentioned about who you can sure. meet inside that yeah, time yeah. period. A cameo by um, Lando and, and Han, played by both um, Donald Glover right. and Aiden, yeah. would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But the reason that Mandalorian is so fascinating to me is because of the unknown stuff, right? The the formulation, the, the New Republic taking power again, and then the struggle within politically, they can parallel a lot of stuff that's going on in today's world with that, because they do that a lot in Claudia Gray's novel. The stuff of this random Mandalorian, who is he? We don't know. Like, I know where Cassian Andor eventually winds up. I don't know how he got there, and I'm interested in that. But who is this guy? Who does he hang with? You know, there's there's so much of the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian culture alone to be put onto the big screen. There's just more. I agree with you that no, we haven't seen everything. So people go, oh, this is right. the same old stuff. We haven't seen everything. We've seen a lot, and we're familiar there. We're not from as familiar with the stuff going in Mandalorian. Yeah. Plus the crew that's involved right now with Dave Filoni, yeah. Favreau. Mandalorian, it would go. This is in my excitement level right now. It's Mandalorian, episode nine, Cassian. I agree with that. Mostly just because. I mean, I'm excited for all of it, yeah. but um, I we have seen a lot of the rebellion versus the empire uh, story a lot, and it's fine if it's done well. Give it, give it to me more. It's fine, but I would be more interested in something that we're not as familiar with, like especially for like I'm not. Like you guys were like I, you know, I read the comic books. I just I'm a I'm a fan of the movies, mm-hmm. right? And so for like people like me, I feel like that seems a lot more interesting because we don't know a lot about the Mandalorians, and we and 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 also like the cast seems pretty rad so far. So yeah. I'm excited. My my yeah. excitement level, uh, episode nine. Yes, cast in Andor. The turkey legs outside Star Wars Galaxy's <laughs> Edge, Mandalorian. Yeah, they're definitely going to do that. Um, okay, so that's, that's a good way to start it off. Let's just dive in. That's a good way to yeah, start yeah. off. Now, yeah. now you, you wanted to talk about something up top first. Uh, oh, yeah, we did what our, our good pal, Nathan. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, is at DesignerCon this week. He's weekend. the worst. No, I'm kidding. He is the worst. That's why I flip him off in every picture. Uh, but he, he's got his drawers. His, his drawers. His drawers enamel things. His porgs. Uh, yeah. Adam, we got that photo? Oh, we're oh, working yeah. on it. There we go. Hey, our, there you go. Booth 936. If you're at DesignerCon this weekend, Nathan Hamill. Yep, that's a name you know. And he's got these wonderful things. Burger Cat, another one of his designs. Other than just being just an amazingly wonderful dude who loves Young Guns, too, just as much as me. <laughs> he uh, has these great designs. So say hi to Nathan. And if if you uh, if you see him, go up there and, and say, we sent you. And, and if you say, best dollar eighty I ever spent... They'll give them to you for free. That part's not true. That is a lie. Yes. But uh, if uh, for some reason they don't sell out, eventually uh, they'll probably sell them online. I think they will sell out because they're really cute. So. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's dive into movie news. Movie news. Now, I know that we have a couple of things that yeah. we're talking about here. Some things that have been announced, things that haven't been announced. What do you got? I think it's heavier on TV news this week. What it's really heavier on TV news. There's this story that we have in here. Uh, Simon Peck, who I love Simon Peck. Hot Fuzz, one of my favorite comedies. Um, Simon Peck uh, says uh, uh, he misses George Lucas's influence on Star Wars. Uh, he, of course, Simon Peck was one of the, the 
Star Wars fans very vocal about his hate of the prequels and uh, George Lucas losing his way. He does acknowledge that, and I think that's okay to grow his fans. So, uh, and he's Unkar Plot. I love him as Unkar Plot. That's mine. It's one yeah. of my favorite Star Wars lines. Um, so uh, we're gonna talk about that. Simon Pegg. What do you feel? Yes, no, maybe somewhere in the middle. If you notice, he's been very quiet as of late. He was a very outspoken. He's a Star Wars mm-hmm. junkie, right? Mm-hmm, and he's, mm-hmm. He was very outspoken for a while about the prequels. Again, in the time where we where we always thought that that was it. And that's what we could talk about because that's the last Star Wars we're getting. But then new things came out. He got very excited. Obviously, his friend J.J. Abrams was taking hold of The Force Awakens. He was in that movie. Um, uh, you hear things. The, the, the rumors are that he wasn't really a big fan of The Last Jedi. Kept his mouth pretty quiet about it for the most part. Um, but he is, uh, you know, that's probably, that's probably his subtle shot to say that he misses the influence on it, to, to have George doing that. And I, I think that I don't know if he's gonna if Uncle Plot will show up one armed in in <laughs> the new movie, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up some way or another. That's what you can do with him now because he was in the the suit in the first place. Um, but he's a big Star Wars head. He always has been. He's very passionate about it. I'd like to see him pop up in one of the TV shows. That's the beautiful thing about all these new yeah. shows and things too is that there's there's a chance for all these people to have new places to to get their their voices That's out. Why, so. Yeah. Um, mm. I'm cool with it. I'm uh, Uncle Pluck could absolutely show yeah, up in in, in, <laughs> in the new um, Mandalorian for sure. But I'm, I mean, look, he's he's saying. I think he's saying what a lot of people are thinking, and that's. I think that George Lucas, and I think we've talked about it on this show, having him come back as a consultant, having him come back as a sto- storyteller, because initially, and I was naive to it, I didn't realize how involved he was in the Clone Wars series. He was in the writers' room every day, I mean, working with Filoni. Yeah every day very involved in it he's an incredible storyteller if not one of the best of all time not a great script writer to his, he hates writing scripts he, he he's a horrendous dialogue uh writer um I and truly he's, madly deeply it's, <laughs> it's, it's not it's, it's not good you can't finish the line imagine having to yeah. do it in front of the whole entire crew and then realizing that millions yeah. of people are going to be watching you say that yeah. it's atrocious yeah. um but he is he knows the world so well and it's so funny to me that the sets that he has visited Rogue One Solo we haven't seen him on the Saga ones yet he hasn't been on the Saga ones right? Uh, there, I, I said that because uh, we know he called Ryan Johnson and then someone sent me something that he was on 8 was he on it? but I can't say that I don't know for sure but I, we, they made a deal of it it wasn't as publicized it wasn't, in Solo they made a huge deal yes. of it he came out for Ron Howard's first day to support his buddy and then Rogue One yeah yeah I yeah. believe this but I want to see him involved and, I, and I, you know, he was on the set for Mandalorian already right? Mm-hmm. he's already mm-hmm. been there I want to see yeah. him involved in the TV series for sure and I think his influence his influence is still there it's yeah. it's and it's certainly going to be there with Filoni. I mean, it's yeah. it's like everything he was taught, he learned from from Lucas. And now that Filoni's an executive producer on the Mandalorian, you are going to see it. Now Simon Pegg might have just been talking about the movies here. Um, I think I think so. And yeah. and I mean, I honestly like I I'm very much in line with Simon Pegg, where I was like a total like prequel hater. I don't really care anymore. But like back in the day, I was like all upset as a kid, you know, when I saw them. And even you guys have seen his series Spaced, right? The mm-hmm, Edgar Wright mm-hmm. series, where like his characters like complaining yeah. about like he's like Jar Jar makes the Ewoks look like Shaft, like that's mm-hmm. his line. Um, so, uh, but I do have to say that I think most things, most uh, works of fiction are well made when it's a collaborative thing and uh, obviously George is I completely agree he's an amazing storyteller not a great script, script writer but if you have him working with other people like that's that's how we got the first three movies right. and the first three movies are great you know so in the prequels I think he just did a lot of stuff by himself and and um, and nobody you know told him no maybe we should do this and like there wasn't as much collaborative effort I think there right. and I think that's why it's also why Clone Wars is so good the series exactly yeah. right so um so I mean I, I I I agree with Simon Pegg I think it would be cool if I wonder what would have happened if he was involved in Last Jedi and Force Awakens well the Force Awakens thing the, his original script and ideas that came out I didn't love but again. A consultant, but that's just a story, right? Like we don't know what. Yeah, we this don't know what would happen with also consulting around. Right. But but there are also people who work better with him than say other people would, right? Like maybe yeah. maybe like because the thing once again, I know it's always a can of worms when you mention the Ryan Johnson stuff. But Ryan Johnson was given a blank check and, mm-hmm. and, and said to Kathleen Kennedy was like, "What's your vision? Yeah, this is what I want to do. 
do it. And he did it. Do you like it or not? That's, that's what he did. And he so didn't you have really to, think they let him do whatever he wanted? Because I, I don't think so. He pitched what he wanted to do. Yeah, it wasn't on set. Yeah. It wasn't on set going, well, now I'm going to do this. No. It, that, that's it's what, that's Disney, what, Lord, that's what yeah. Lord Miller did, and they ultimately left. What I'm saying is, this is what I want to do. I don't necessarily want to continue on doing this particular thing. What if we just went crazy and then did this mm-hmm. instead? And they went... You think you can make that work? Fine, let's do it. That's kind of what I mean, yeah. doing whatever yeah, you want. Yeah. And then going and doing it. And like, we're just going to make this a different Star Wars. We're not going to follow the. A lot of people were complaining that the first one had a lot of beats to it that were similar. So I'm going to do this. And he did. Um, and I think that, you know, I don't necessarily know if they would have said, like, well, George wants to come in and consult with you. He's probably, well, that's good. because George is going to say to him, that's not really the way that it would work. And I don't see that vision of Luke. You should really, Luke would do this. And then Ryan Johnson's vision goes out the window. Now, some people are going, well, yeah, then they should have definitely done that. And then this other's going, no, I like the choices that he made. Who knows? That's why I think, again, I'm screaming from the heavens about this. I promise that if the Mandalorian and Cassian Andor, I mean, those things work, it's going to change Star Wars forever. People are going to be looking forward to the TV stuff. Still looking forward to the movies. That's that's a given. Mm -hmm. But it's the television show that's going to shape the entire narrative of Star Wars. It really is. I mean, it could be the next, basically, the next Game of Thrones. Like That's how big it could be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And mm. then, and then Star Wars owns all of us, not even Disney. They already, already, do. <laughs> they already do. Yeah, well, they, well, it's just gonna, they can get back because it's one of those things to where if you introduce new characters, new things, new people that get away. Because the question was always, how do you get away from just being locked into Luke, Han, and Leia? Because right. we're still involved in Episode Nine. It's still trying to. Slow, you know, they've been. You knock off Han in the first one. You knock off Luke in the second one. Although Luke's coming back in the third, uh, and then the unfortunate passing of right. Carrie Fisher. But like, you really I'm still gonna... so sad we didn't get the three of them together, though. I know. And in I, Force I, Awakens, that still upsets me. Yeah, I just the only the only thing about that, and I still argue it. Um, would it have been an amazing moment to see the three of them together? Yes, absolutely. Yes. But I also think that it brings in the real tragedy of life sometimes. That like you know, it's, it's you don't get that. Yeah. You just don't get that, you don't and get it, that it makes moment. it that much more tragic. Yeah. That. You know, Luke didn't have a chance to say goodbye to Han. Yeah. He did have that moment with his sister that we got to see. Right. And and from movie magic, he'll probably have another one in, in episode nine, depending on if Force Ghost can interact with holograms. We'll see. Right. Um, but but anyway, it's uh, it, have George Lucas's influence storytelling is is a it's a good thing, and I hope that and they already are doing it. They already are doing it in Mandalorian. If it transfers over to the Benioff Weiss films, I don't know. But speaking of Benioff and Weiss, and I know we're jumping around here too. I know you know this, that Game of Thrones is now going to be coming out in April. Yes. Well, we were kind of speculating on that last week. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and it's coming out in April now because Yeah, and apparently it's all a bunch of scenes that we've already seen. Well, Did you guys see the trailer? The trailer, yeah. The trailer. Oh, the trailer. <laughs> yeah, it couldn't be a more worse month for me. I will not be able to watch two of the six episodes live. <laughs> Come on. Why is that? Uh, yeah, Star Wars Celebration. Oh, okay. Oh, and, uh, What's your hotel room? Cauliflower Alley uh, Club uh, reunion, something I go to every year. Um, so, yeah, I'm a little bummed. <laughs> well, but it comes out in April, but the thing is, too, we were speculating on that because, because it airs in April, I-, I think it's a lock that they announce what their series is at Celebration now. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. definitely at celebration. Yeah, 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 yeah. By then they'll be, they'll be all over. But the shout, they'll be working. It's, it's yeah. already. I mean, the scripts are, are already being worked on. Everything. It's they're just not going to announce it to the public because they always do, which is yeah. smart not to do. But and we didn't get a movie uh, in December this year, so so they have to announce something big. For sure. Yes, but yeah. I think, but because of these TV series, yeah. we're not going to get a movie once a year anymore. Oh, no, 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 no. I just mean, like, for actual announcements at yeah. Celebration. Like, yeah. they yeah, have to yeah, come yeah. with something because we didn't get anything for December. So. Yeah, we're going to yeah. get, um, obviously, all the Episode nine, the episode 9 trailer. Right. Clone Wars yeah. stuff. Mandalorian stuff. Maybe some news on Cassian now, right? Uh, yeah, we don't have anything. Which we didn't think about that. And then the announcement of Benioff and Weiss. That's a lot of stuff. I, uh, because now you have the end of this year is, is nothing. End mm-hmm. of next year... You get episode nine and The Mandalorian. Right. So and then in 2020, now we've got Cassian Andor. Right. Which now you've got Star Wars to boot. And now maybe even season two of Mandalorian, depending. Right. Right. Yeah. And then 2021, you can now get um, one of the first movies in the Benioff and Weiss series of films. So, so crazy. It's, that to me is a better plan. We're going to die. Out. We're going to die. And there's going to be Star Wars stuff yes. going on forever. Which I love now because this to me is a better plan that because I think some people are like, oh, now we're not getting one movie a year. Some people feel that way. Yeah. This is a much better plan for me now because 
there was no, we didn't even think about television series. Kind of, they were it, maybe what I, one day they do TV series, and I always thought, just don't be on ABC yeah. because that was a rumor for a long time, and that would have watered right, down right, right, the product right. completely. Yeah. But now that, and, and again, I've, I've told everybody how excited I am about TV series and what I think that they accomplish. Give me TV series all day long, you know, like, because especially look at the Marvel stuff. Like, when's the Loki one coming out? When's the the Scarlet Witch coming coming out? When's the uh, the Falcon one coming? When are those coming out? And in how, is it year by year by year? Plus all the Avengers stuff. I mean, we're going to have so much quality content in general, whether you're a Marvel fan or a Star Wars fan, that um, I think fans can get really excited about it. Um, all right, what's next in the world of movie news? Uh, in the world of movie news, uh, we have got. Um, Got a story here about Billy Lord saying she's excited for episode nine. I and that's worth the wait. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't expect her to say anything else. Right. Uh, what I what I took from this though, she shot for uh, she says three weeks on set. So Lieutenant Connix uh, is probably um, you know not a major character again. But but I, I love Billy. I think Billy Lord is just a great watching her. What is it? American Horror Story last season. I'm sure she's on this season. I'm not watching it yet. Seeing her speak. At Star Wars Celebration, um, she's, I think, a, a really just engaging presence and really interesting, and, and uh, it's good to have her in Star Wars. So uh, I'm glad she's excited, especially because we know what they're doing with yeah. her mother and the footage. So. Yeah. I think they're going to give her a bigger role than you think. I think that if you look at the first movie, Force Awakens, she's hardly in it at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second movie, she had a, a bigger role, for sure. She helps Poe. She starts out the movie, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. She's in the beginning, she, right? She's in the beginning, yeah. and she helps yeah, yeah. Poe out through... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Poe. She's the one who's helping him the whole time. Um, and I think for... Just the progression of the character in general, plus the fact that, you know, I think it's a bit poetic to give her a little bit more to do in sure. this movie, for sure. So I think that she's going to be doing more. I think she'll be involved more with, with Poe and Finn, and she probably will be with them on, on the adventures. And, and I'm cool with that. I'm glad she's excited about it, because it probably means exactly that. What do you think? No, I mean, I, I think... It, it's it's easy to say okay just because you're an actor in a movie you can you're lying about saying oh of course I'm excited because right. I'm getting paid but I think people like her and, I, and we talked about this before like people like John Boyega like they're actually fans of oh, this yeah. stuff you know so so I think they feel lucky to be involved and it makes sense that they're 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 excited I don't think they would just be saying it if they weren't so can't yeah. see I mean you, yeah. yeah you're pretty excited about yeah, it yeah look three weeks on set is, is substantial enough I think you're you're right the progression of the character deserves it it, it it's I think the fans would want it. But, yeah, and I, I totally, you're right. I mean, John Boyega, yeah. I'm seeing him still, that first clip of him reacting to the Force Awakens teaser trailers is one of my favorite things out there. So, uh, and, and, and it's, it's just nice, nice to have that legacy. As Carrie said in that, in that, that touching memorial video, which you, can, you can, can't find online, you know, Star Wars is about family uh, in a lot of ways. And, and, and so to have it be a literal family now, that, that's important. And I'm glad, glad the characters are around. Yeah. All right. Uh, is that everything in the world of movie news? Uh, we, da, 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 da. You know, the, no, yeah, it was because there was a, a little story here about yeah. uh, Star Wars show accidentally confuming confirms a huge spoiler for Ray's Episode Nine lightsaber, and I, I, I really actually don't think that was the case. What are they? What um, was the report? They, they uh, Anthony and Andy were at uh, one of the displays at Lucasfilm, yeah. the one that you're seeing a lot of pictures of uh, the real feather porg that a lot of people, which I would love to steal. So that's one of the reasons I'll I saw never it on get set invited there. And right. I yeah. almost stole it. I didn't know what it was yeah. though. I just oh I just, uh, you, yeah yeah when I was on set in uh, Pinewood. Uh, yeah. I saw them actually like working on a, on the porg and uh, the what are they called the Vulpix? The, Vul- Vulpix. Vulpix. The Atlanta or in London? Sorry, London. Which, which you went to in London. London. No, no. Yeah, yeah. When they were shooting Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and and the porg actually looked really cool and right. cute. And I didn't have no idea what it was. And then like a few months later, I saw it on the trailer. Yeah. And then I saw it on the movie, and so I was like, I want to eat I, one. I would have <laughs> in a good way. And bad way. Yeah, right? eat, eat one in a great way. Yeah, like right. a plump meal, yeah. plus just to love them so much. Yeah, you guys know the only pork I have is a, is a figure that it's a barbecue pork. Oh, that's awesome. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, right, we'll get along. That's, that's, yeah, that's. Sorry, Ash Crossan. That's you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, along the shots, they showed this yeah. is the, the yeah. episode eight lightsaber that she's holding in the end, and Andy Gutierrez mentions, oh, you can see the cracked kyber crystals. So now. How people are running with the stories as as what? what Ray needs, and yeah, I assume. Well, what do they think? I mean, that, that this means you know she has to go get a new kyber crystal, get a new blade, and it's like, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be safe to assume. And I think it's just sometimes what they, I'm just confused. What do they say the spoiler was? Isn't that common sense? Like she, so she. That's that's my point. Yeah, so is, she lost. Is, so she lost the lightsaber in the battle. There's Anakin's lightsaber. Right. It got destroyed. That's my point. Sometimes and, in Star Wars news world, we 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 yeah. Look at things. You would assume she'd have to fucking look at get that. It. that that's Slave yeah. One in Solo. It's a cloud. It's a shadow. Right. And I, I, 
So yeah. there, press people, the people something. were saying that they were spoiled. Like they, oh, they said now she's got to go get a, yeah. a new crystal. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Or is no. it because like they were thinking, oh, he has? Is she going to rebuild it like Luke did? Or right. what do you mean? I don't like, know. I don't, that's not a spoiler. Anyways, that no. was in there. When I knew Adam had the picture, and Adam yeah. really wanted to show the picture. I like that picture. That's a good. Cool picture. All right. Um, Let's take a quick break. You know, it's one of my favorite things to do post dancing rehearsal. Not gonna lie, it's putting on some sweatpants immediately and having a drink. You all know I love a glass of wine or two, but I also like to switch it up. So lately, Jason and I have been making a little cocktail at night using Rum Haven. Rum Haven believes Mother Nature did things right, so it's crafted using real coconut water and not using artificial preservatives or flavorings. It is so incredibly refreshing. I mentioned I like to add it to a cocktail, but it's also actually great over ice with a splash of club soda. It tastes like I'm on vacation, sitting on an island somewhere far, far away, which is without a doubt a great feeling, especially during these crazy times. So make sure to follow at Rum Haven on Instagram because they post all types of these seasonal recipes. They do giveaways and tips. Plus, when you go to discover.rumhaven.com, you can find their latest blogs, quizzes, and any promotions they have going on. On one of their latest blog posts, they actually have some tips about planning your virtual watch party, which is pretty perfect since everyone's favorite reality show is back on Tuesdays. Be sure to have a little virtual drink with me, sip some rum haven, maybe even while you're listening to the pod. Let me know what you think. Celebrate more for less at HomeSense. More yummy, the best cookware by far. And three cheers for bar. More I love it gifts from chocolate to spa to ooh la la. HomeSense, cheer is here. If you're a DC fan, you'll definitely want to check out the latest live action series, Titans. It's available now on DC Universe. The series premiered on October 12th. New episodes available to stream every Friday. The first original series to launch on DC Universe. It follows a group of young, soon-to-be superheroes. There's Dick Grayson, Robin, everybody knows Robin. Rachel Roth, who's Raven. Corey Anders is Starfire. And Gar Logan is Beast Boy. I like that Beast Boy. Sounds good. The group gets caught up in a conspiracy to bring about hell on Earth. They become a surrogate family and team of heroes. It's a gritty take on Teen Titans franchise. Listen to these executive producers. These are the bigwigs. Akiva Goldsman, Jeff Johns, Greg Berlanti, Greg Walter, Sarah Schechter, John Fawcett. Titans explores one of the most popular comic book teams ever. It's available only on DC Universe, on all your favorite devices, and it's only $7.99 a month or 20% off a yearly membership. Join the ultimate DC membership at dcuniverse.com. All right. Um, All on. right. Let's move that, on, though. Because, now we can go into canon. Yeah, because there's, so, there's just so much more stuff to this. There he is. Hey, what's the deal with canon? I don't want to tell you. Um, everything in the world is Star Wars, but it's really getting heavy now with the TV stuff. And this is the other reason why mm-hmm. this is so cool for this show is that normally it used to be that the, the movie news would take over and there'd be some cool stuff to talk about in canon it's going to start to be the opposite pretty soon here yep. with all these cool tv shows oh, that they got coming out on the three, way. we got three tv shows we got already we got clone wars coming back for the last episode yep. mandalorian cassian andor what do you got today and don't forget resistance which is everyone's well, is, is, right. is starting four. to put more four. more little canon morsels in there that it really looks so gorgeous it's, it's a really resistance. really pretty looking cartoon it, it man. really it's i gotta so, watch yeah. it I gotta, I really, yeah. yeah i've only seen the first two I gotta but watch. the big news we talked Touch upon on top. Yep. Um, what was uh, long rumored, and we've been saying it. The, the, the team at making StarWars.net was on this one early. Yep. Uh, to the point, we you know we we said when his rep, when your reps deny it, it's probably true. And now we look. Uh, look what we got here. Pedro Pascal, most likely, because it's in final negotiations uh, with some some of the stories out there, to be uh, the lead or a lead in the Mandalorian. I'm not. You know, Evan said he's the Mandalorian. I don't know. I, I, I hope he is. He's great. I believe he will. Be. Oh, I, I will. Love him. Yeah. I believe he is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm having my own fun digging into little morsels of yeah. sentence structure. Um, but yeah, that's the big one. This is what we had thought, what we had heard, and this is what the rumors out there. And well, I mean, I don't even I, as a Game of Thrones nut that I am, the Red Viper. This it, just just give give me this right now. This yeah. is, this Pedro is great. Pascal, man, is a great actor. Yeah. He was he had one of the best arcs in Game of Thrones. Like you said, Ken, and I, I wouldn't have known this if I, unless I was friends with you. In the his this, his role in Game of Thrones became bigger because of who he was more so mm-hmm. than it was even in the book. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, the Red Viper in the books is obviously very present. Everything kind of happens as is, but it's just like one of well a hundred characters George was throwing at you, and then it, he he made it something. 
just that just broke hearts because he was so good. He was it great just, in it. He was it, great. It's he, probably more of an impactful death than even even some of the yeah, other. Yeah, I was big gonna ones. say he was a great yeah. character and also had the most like sad death. Like the most frustrating death Ever. in the whole book. Yeah. What are you doing? doing I'll fight you. He's giving you the death. No. Um, but flawed, he plays very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's one of the things. He's got, he can bring humor to the character. Yeah. And I think that just the fact, and it's been such a brief description of the lone gunslinger. What has he done? Where is he coming from? What's his motives? And this is the guy I want leading the series. Yeah. I mean, this is the guy I absolutely. You tell me, Pedro Pascal is going to be the lead. I'm in. I am absolutely in. I want to learn more about it. He's got like an Eric Bana thing to him also. I yeah. think even more like, I think he's got even more, a little more flavor than... than he's Chilean Eric Bana. Yeah. He's got, <laughs> he's got more... He's, I think I still think Eric Bana's best role was was um, uh, Hector in, in Troy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't mm-hmm. love Troy, but I think he was... Troy's, Troy's I like I like oh, Troy a lot. Right. But I think he was he was even better than, than Achilles was. Yeah. There's so much... And the reason I bring that up is that's the type of characters I believe the Pedro Pascal can yeah. play. And I want to see what's going to happen and how Filoni is going to use him and how Favreau will use right. him and all the rest of these great directors will use him. Because so, we've yeah. only really seen, at least I've only really seen him as a supporting actor. And he could have totally been a lead in Game of Thrones. Like, he's totally yeah, a leading well, man. And, and, that's, and that's the, yeah, absolutely. Because technically he was kind of a supporting, yeah. you know, guest star, reoccurring, whatever you want to go through all the uh, SAG descriptions there. But... He's that season's his, you know, and, and that's oh, yeah. oof, that's what that's what he's. I mean, he's one of this. the most beloved characters, I think, yeah. Yeah. out of all Easily. the out of all not the main characters, you know. Yeah, yeah. And certainly, and it's certainly probably one of the reasons that he landed the role. Yeah, yeah. Um, because of what what he's done. He's been in other movies. He was in the Kingsman, the second one, mm-hmm. yeah, and he was good in it. I just didn't like the, the the role itself. He was in that silly Great Wall of uh, China yeah, yeah, movie yeah. with uh, oh, with, with with <laughs> Matt Damon, which he was again. Good in that movie. Good in everything he does. Mm-hmm. This just could be one of his best ones. That he. That right. this could be the one that everyone knows him from, right. because he's the lead of it. So yeah. I love it. Anybody else have any other final thoughts? No, I mean other than you know, uh, five years ago, six years ago, really, 2012, when we first heard of this sale. You know, if you were to go back then to us when we were having a conversation mm-hmm. that day. And it's like, oh, cool. Uh, six, you're going to get a TV show on a streaming service. On a what? Like that Netflix thing? Right. Yes. Starring this guy. Who? Like we would. Uh, now it's right. the biggest thing in the world. And I, that's why I still think it's just such a wonderful time to be a Star Wars fan. And I'll transition into the next story because of that. So in yeah. that year, we did a fantasy draft. We did a fantasy mm-hmm. draft of who we thought was going to be in episode seven. Mm-hmm. We, we all sat together, put all these things. Um, we, it was two rounds. One of them was televised. The, the other one was not. And Mark Riley and I wound up tying, right? Inside of that draft, Josh McCuga made one of the silliest calls in his picks and drafted Gina Carano. <laughs> and we said, it will never happen. She'll never be in Star Wars. And six years later, oh boy, were we wrong. Ken, what happened? Gina Carano was announced, uh, what day is this Thursday? What is it, just yesterday? Yesterday. I don't know. Yeah. The time, time is fleeting. Um, she will be in the cast of The Mandalorian. No details as of yet. So, fun speculation. Uh, I think I'll start to say, I think we all think it's a fun casting. Um, I, uh, you know... Uh, I'll say it. You'll she's, say not, it. she's not a good actress. She, um, not the best. She's not a good actress, but... She's a good physical actress. She's, she's, great, great, she's a I've great been a fan actress. of her since she fought. Yes. yes. And I know you have, too. Uh, but, me, too. Dorina and I were talking about... People don't realize this, too, because there's still this to this day with the haywire thing. Yeah. I know for a fact... 100% fact. It's not that they dubbed over her voice with her voice. That is a different actress's voice because right. she cannot act. And they had right. to dub over the whole entire thing. Right. That's one. Then she was in Deadpool 2. Not the best. She's in other movies. Not the best. But physically, yeah. very good. Presence-wise. Yeah. Yes. Now, Darina and I were talking about this off camera. This is the type of pers- actress that you get to do a, the Captain Phasma role. Right. Gwendolyn Christie was wasted in that role because she's a great actress and you don't see her face at all and she just has a couple of one lines here and there she fights a little bit and Gwendolyn Christie was there was no reason to put her but her acting chops were wasted wasted you could have with all the stuff coming out now Gwendolyn Christie could have been a thousand other things that could have fit her skill set way more than what she ultimately did in Phasma but Gina Carano could have pulled off Phasma amazingly because it's just like FN2187 what are you doing here? Let's fight. And it's like, okay, great. Then, then that's what you want Gina Carano to do. That's what I want her to do in Mandalorian. Don't try to, first of all, don't make her a bad guy because she doesn't pull off the bad guy very well. Um, and if you do, same thing, 
let her fight. Yeah. And I want to see her kicking people's faces. I want to see her fighting with right. some cool technology. I don't lean on her for the heavy acting. I mean, it's a, it could be a, just a small side role. Who the hell knows? But or maybe one of his crew. That's just where I stand on it. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I would assume she she would get hired for what she's good at, right? And that's like good fight scenes. Like if we get cool, super awesome choreographed like stage fight scenes with her, I'm totally down. Yes. Like that sounds great, regardless of whether she's a villain or a hero. Like I'm down for that. But yeah, don't you know? Don't don't make don't don't give her like a Tyrion role. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so. don't lean on her for the emotional yeah. stuff. She can't do it. She just can't do it. What do you think? Ken? No, I, th- I think at the, at the end of the day we're going to be really happy and excited with what she's done because I think I, uh, you know they're not they they're aware of this stuff too and they're bringing in people for their strengths and yeah. I think that's what we got and this is that's what I'm expecting. I, I I agree with your point. She doesn't necessarily have to be a heel, but just like that presence, use it, and yeah. and I want something violent and. Vibrant and yeah. you could do something like, with her being bad, but again, just don't or have her voice. What, what if she's like a Darth Maul and she like learns how to do cool lightsaber scenes? Like you never know. If they dressed scene. her up as an alien, right? Yeah. Because Ray Park doesn't. That's not his voice in Episode One. Yeah. If they sure did a haywire to her, if they did a haywire to her in this movie or in this show yeah. with her dressed up as an alien, sure. Or. It's Star Wars. Right. Subtitle her and give her an alien voice yeah. if she's an alien too. So there are ways around it for sure. If she can just fight, and that would yeah. be that. That to me is your best option. Right. Maybe she's Twilight, and she's just she's she just can kick ass like like Hera or anybody else yeah. too. Or but again, maybe Twilight who doesn't speak basic, and you could just have her as an alien with the subtitles kicking ass, and I am all for it. Physically, she's one of the best out there for sure. Yeah. Um, but can she get there emotionally? I, I I don't think you risk it on a series that's this that's brand new. Yeah. Um, all right, Ken. What else we got? Agree with that. Um, well, the, it's the Pedro Pascal stuff, the Cassian mm-hmm. stuff. Then we got Darth Vader twenty three, which a lot of people are talking about. I have not read it yet. Yeah, it seems. Please to be the stop tweeting me. I know. Spoilers. <laughs> I have not read it. I am always about a month behind. My comic shop is forty minutes away from my house. Do we have the anthology thing for this one yet? Do they have the, the, the big? Is Not the for big this. Book for I mean, all of Vader. Yeah, it's usually about five issues for yeah, the trade right. paperback. How many? How many? Of them do, uh, so there'd be about three or four. Are, are there? Yeah, I don't know if the fourth one's out. Yet. I gotta just get those because this is all yeah, this year. Yeah, it's safe space. Yeah, it's only money. the series that I really want to read now, like the comics. I've dropped off a little bit on the canon material from rumors that I heard, things that I heard about, you know, just the. If I start to see stuff connect a little bit more, I'm going to start diving back as much as I used to be because I used to I couldn't wait for every book, I couldn't mm-hmm. wait for every comic, I couldn't wait because I was like, how's it all going to tie in and we? What am I going to be rewarded for? And it just doesn't seem like a lot of powers that be care as much anymore. But a good story is a good story, and right. Darth Vader, the stories so far have been incredible. I want that's, this is the one that I'm still interested in. The other stuff, if I hear like a good arc, uh, I'll mm-hmm. check it out. Like, but this stuff, like the stuff that happened with Jocasta New and all this, I was really into it. Yeah. Who's the artist? This is gorgeous. Uh, uh, I'm not I forget who. Well, uh, forget who does the actual oh, cover art. It'll, I got to read this whole thing though. I gotta yeah, really it's, do. I mean, I'm up to issue 22. It's 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 interesting, uh, spectacular at times. Uh, you know, challenging at times. Issue twenty two is the one everyone liked, or issue, yeah, issue twenty two. Um, this character moment from the old Republic wasn't wasn't my favorite moment because again, I, the, but me and the old Republic have a complicated relationship. But the stuff in here is amazing. It is really getting into the psyche of Vader and, and where he's at, and it's uh, it's it's like a dark horror story at times too. So yeah, this it's cool. finishing. I think issue twenty five is the last one. I think they're closing closing up after this uh, little arc here. So, uh, like dark, dark horror story, like the end of Rogue One type deal. Because that no. was awesome. they're gonna lock. This is the end Horror. of the series. At yes. twenty five. Yes, at oh, twenty five. Wow. Charles. Wow. Uh, it, you, you know, ghostly haunting stuff. Oh, cool. yeah, okay. yeah. You'd That's like it. Awesome. I'm gonna yeah. check it out. It's um, goth. Okay. Goth want, Star Wars, great. Yeah, the other <laughs> thing I wanted to bring up too is yesterday we had a chance to um, we went to. The so Wreck-It Ralph has this VR experience, the the Void, I think it's yeah. so, um And we didn't really know what to expect. And it's the best. We do a lot of VR here now. And it is hands and feet and everything else above anything I've ever seen is in VR. Is it better than the Blade Runner experience? Way better. Really? Wow. Because okay. you know how like, you bump around and stuff sometimes in VR? And like this this was, you, you walk with it. You have this whole full headset on it. Yeah. You're with three other people, and you're walking through, and you're in the internet with with Ralph and Penelope, and, and they give you like this gun. You're shooting pancakes and and things that these 
bunnies, and you could, I, I kept shooting Jack Hind in the head with pancakes, and it was the most <laughs> fun I had all day. Um, and it was so much fun to do, and I loved it, and I, I, it was the next evolution of what VR is. Mm-hmm. But the reason I bring this up on this show is because they're doing a Darth Vader experience. Right, right yeah, with soon. David Ayer on that one, yeah. And if that is any indication of what, what they're able to do, right. the technology for VR is really... So if you have anywhere you can check out... the, I think it's The Void, mm-hmm. is what it's called. The Void with... Uh, and the the Wreck It Ralph experience, check it out because I know I haven't really promoted too much VR stuff here, but that that is one that I highly recommend because when Star Wars comes out, they did another Star Wars one that I hear is good. Shadows yeah, of the Empire is that what it was? Yeah, it was good. And and Cassino Andor is in that one. Oh, okay, actually. Yeah, yeah. that is good. But yeah, this is but this is but I think that what they're going to do after they evolve yeah. what they've just done with Wreck It Ralph. I mean, you're shooting pancakes and you smell the pancakes. It's crazy. How? It's, I don't know how they did it, but it's like it's it's. Now, what if you're like me and you already have pancakes and syrup on your shirt from breakfast? Then you will enhance the experience even <laughs> okay. more. So you start eating your own hands. Perfect. Um, but you look at your hands, and it's like you have like you're, you're an animated character, and you can see the the everything. It was it was so it was so detailed. I've never Impressive. been. In, yeah, it's it it it's it's one step closer to Ready Player One. Okay. It's, wow. that, it's that. That's how immersive it that was. That sounds awesome and it's, scary. It's <laughs> awesome, and I really recommend that you go check it out. You could probably still do it now. Okay, cool. um, but anyway, yeah, I bring that up because we did that yesterday, and I look forward to the Darth Vader experience. Is that everything in the world? That's everything for canon, man. If you're a DC fan, you'll definitely want to check out the latest live action series, Titans, available now on DC Universe. The series premiered on October 12th, and new episodes are available to stream every Friday. It's the first original series to launch on DC Universe, and it follows a group of young, soon-to-be superheroes. Dick Grayson, he's Robin, Rachel Roth, Raven, Coriander, Starfire, Gar, Logan, Beast Boy. And the group gets caught up in a conspiracy to bring about hell on Earth. They become a surrogate family and a team of heroes. It's a gritty take on the Teen Titans franchise. From executive producers Akiva Goldsman, Jeff Johns, Greg Berlanti, Greg Walker, Sarah Schechter, and John Fawcett, Titans explores one of the most popular comic book teams ever. It's available only on DC Universe. On all your favorite devices, only $7.99 a month or 20% off a yearly membership. Join the ultimate DC membership at DCUniverse.com. All right, so we're going to shift on over here, too. we got... You know, 15 minutes or so left that we have really enjoyed the conversations that we've been having with you guys via Twitter, at hashtag Collider Live, the Facebook group, Collider Jedi Council, and the live YouTube chat. Ken's going to be going through some questions, and once he finds some interesting uh, topics, he will bring them up, and we're going to discuss it at the desk. So, Ken, what do you got? All right. I'll see. Um you lighten up? <laughs> you lighten up. You lighten up. I have the entire show to pick one. Yeah, what are you new? Yeah. Do we? Uh, all right. Chris Carell asked this question, but I think you answered it online. But uh-huh. maybe we should put, make the answer sure, official here. Or did you answer it on Rule of Two? You talked about the, talking the about. Kenobi movie versus the series. Oh yeah, we we talked about it in depth. I'll pose what I, I'll pose my okay, that, my point. So Chris Carell on Facebook yeah. on the Facebook group says, "Would you rather see an Obi Wan movie or an Obi Wan ten episode series on Disney Plus?" Uh, I'll summarize because I, I went into depth on Rule of Two. So I'm going to summarize because I really want to get your guys' take. I am all for the the. TV series over the movie because the amount if you have to get a trilogy which is six hours mm-hmm. which you're going to do over a span of like six to eight years right? right as opposed to ten episodes ten hours in about two months or three months to where you can get everything all the arcs to where you can find out where he was you can find out the struggle that he had did he connect with the force did he have the same type of problem that Luke had where he was going to separate himself from the force for a little bit. What was it? What was the protection like with Luke? Um, what was his relationship with Owen and Baru? Mm-hmm. Did he get off the planet? There's so much inside of there. there it, is there ever a confrontation with Vader? How did he find out he was more machine than man? How did he uh, once think, uh, Obi-Wan once thought, as you do all that stuff, to cram that into either three movies in six hours over seven years or expanding all of it with Ewan McGregor for 10 episodes, that's it, close it down. I'm taking the 10 episodes. Doreen, how about you? I agree. And also, out of every character that we know from Star Wars, Obi-Wan is the one I'm more interested in knowing his story between uh, Sith and A New Hope. Like, that's... There's so much there, and there's no way you could capture that all in a movie. Um, Additionally, uh, Ewan McGregor was at the solo premiere, so I... 
something's happening. Like it, it was, but that was before they made the. That was before they made the. There was really heavy movement on that movie. People right. aren't. No, no, I know, but I'm just saying. Like, I'm sure they're still talking to him at so, like, to do something in the future. I hope because he, he's one of the coolest characters in the whole saga. Yeah. Ken. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, we, I've been on the, the Obi-Wan movie train for a long time because that's how we kind of thought that's the only way we could get the story. And it, you were just about to say, but yes, that was far down the pipeline of, of something that was being made. Even some of the rumors we'd heard of the story was something I was like, yep, that's that's what we need to see. Um, I wanted on TV for a lot of reasons. wanted the time to take it, but I'll use the solo example. I love solo Star Wars story. I love the time period. I love the characters. I love the stories. But I do feel the movie... You don't get a lot of time. You don't get to see how interesting Dryden Voss is or, or Kira is and all that stuff. So, the, and the other reason, as a fan now, as someone who's in, in, the, in the media discussion side of this thing, uh, I kind of want Obi-Wan on a TV show so I can just quietly go enjoy it and not have to hear people go, I'm so tired of the old same characters on big screens. I get yeah. that point. Right. Let me just go enjoy this in the, in the corner and get 10 hours of this amazing character study of, of one of the more popular and interesting characters because he wasn't just sitting by a campfire for 19 years. Yeah. And, and I, would, I, I would absolutely at this point, which is weird for me to even hear myself say going back five, six years. An Obi-Wan TV series would be way more interesting. Yeah. And, and people forget that Ewan McGregor is very, very familiar with TV. Yeah. I mean, he got nominated for an Emmy or he won an Emmy for Fargo. I can't remember. Um, but he's, he's great, though. He's, he's such a good actor. He's a great actor. And he, and he, you know, he wants, wants to do it. He wants to, to come back. It. It's yeah. like, it's, I don't, they're just hesitant to pull the trigger. But you mentioned the solo thing. Yeah. I still think that that movie, had it been stretched out again, if the streaming service was around, Ten episodes of Solo uh, as a television series, going, maybe, and maybe they still could do a little mini series if they wanted. To, if they don't ever want to do that sequel for the movies, because I think that the movies should now be left to creating new yes. epic adventures. Yes, and if you can make those epic adventures a thousand years ago in the old Republic. Show me how the Sith began. Show me how the Jedi began, and introduce me to a whole new lore. Then we could have series of movies and spin-off movies inside of there, and let the old stuff, if you want to do the old stuff, live on television. Because if you don't, then you either got to do two movies a year, mm-hmm. which nobody's going to do anymore, or you've got to bump other ones back. And I think that hurts the franchise. And and we saw it also in the new movies, right? Like all the characters that we grew up with um all the older characters right like they didn't get to be on them as much right i mean han obviously was in force awakens a lot because he was going to die <laughs> like that's, right. but that's the only reason right but we don't get to and, and granted they already their stories were already told but if you are going to bring older characters like it's it'd be nice to have a different uh not interpretation so much but it's just like to to see other sides of them or right. like or, or other parts of their story that wasn't told and that's much better for uh, tv storytelling i agree what about you guys what do you think i mean I, I, it was split when i was on rule of two and i think a lot of people still want to see the movie and i think they were trained to that mentality but mm-hmm. i i am curious to what you guys think plus we haven't been proven anything on how the series could work whether it's mandalorian or cassian Endor. Because God forbid one or both of those are failures, then nobody's going to want any Star Wars stories told there. I don't believe that's going to be the case, but right, right. it's certainly possible. I have a question. How does how is the Disney streaming service going to work? Is it going to be like Netflix, where you're literally going to have like stuff for kids and then stuff for us, or I is it all so. going to be family oriented? Because that kind of scares me. Well, here's the thing. Remember this also that they now they they own Hulu as well. Right. So I think anything rated R type stuff. Don't be surprised down the line. If Daredevil, Punisher, mm-hmm. Luke Cage coming back, all the adult-oriented stuff yeah. is going to wind up on Hulu. Um, and then the stuff that – and I still think that PG-13 type stuff, yeah. like Mandalorian, those things will live there. And this certainly be for us as well. But I think that you'll also be able to get the Lady and the Tramp movie, all those things that are meant just for kids. The same way that there's, like you said, you like mean Netflix. just for kids? Lady and the Tramp is awesome, Christian. Not just for kids, but I mean, but it's, it's aimed towards children. Yeah, yeah. As where Mandalorian is going to be aimed towards, like, teenage and above. Yeah. Um, so I think there will be a lot of different things. But the, the more adult-type stuff is going to be on Logan. I mean, London Logan. On, uh, I'm thinking of, of Logan. But uh, yeah. uh, Why wouldn't Hulu. you? It's a great movie. Yeah, Hulu. So, um, but, but anyway, that's, uh, that's my thought on it. But. Yeah. 
I think it's good. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it talk about like themes or something? I, I didn't listen to all of Uncle Bob's call, but sure. it, it's not so much like Netflix where where I know what you're saying. The profiles are, but it's yeah. just like different yeah. themes and everything. I don't know. Are you worried about your kids have, watching it? Or? I don't have kids. I'm no. worried about me not getting my rated R IG ID88 movie or you show. You want Hulu. the IG88 sex scene? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's on Hulu. All right. IG88 uh, after dark. Next? Who's next? What are uh, hey, we know this guy, Jamie Costa. Jamie Costa. He writes. Was Palpatine the one giving Anakin dreams of Padme's death mm. in Revenge of the Sith? Let's I talk. I hope that sounds Inception. super devious yeah. and mean. That's like awesome. It. Yeah. yeah. Inception. Um, Nerdception. I don't know because the thing is that he was always he always had visions. Yeah. A, I mean, that was a legit vision that he had. I mean, yes, and, and then the Phantom Menace novel, he had a lot of visions before yeah. even he's met by Qui Gon. Yeah. Of, of coming back and conquering Tatooine, it's been a while since I've read them. But yeah, you yeah, know, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if if, the, if he implanted it just because. Again, he, I think that he probably whether or not he could vision it too and push him down the path, mm-hmm. so that would eventually happen. That's one thing. But putting that actual memory in there, no, I think Anakin can probably. Have we seen that at all in Star Wars lore? Where a Inception? Just, yeah. No, um, I don't know. I mean, in the actual canon, I don't think so. But uh, yeah. uh, to say that it's, it's impossible, it's a great question. Because I mean, no that would be pretty power. cool. Yeah. If you could actually kind of manipulate people's Implanted thoughts. thoughts. Or- yeah. yeah. It is, uh, I don't think George necessarily intended that way, but I like the idea. And, it, and it's not a giant leap to assume that, that because uh, going back to Phantom Menace, I, I was doing some studying on, on one of the scenes between uh, Padme and, and Palpatine. It's one of my favorite Padme scenes. It's where she chooses to go back to Naboo. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe Palpatine's in control of a lot of things. He's a Phantom Menace. He's like Baelish, but he's also going to adapt. Things are going to come in. Oh, I didn't plan that, but right. we're going to turn this right. into that. I think it's one of the only moments he cracks is when she's like, Senator, this is uh, this is your arena. Mine is, is on Naboo. I'm going to go protect my people. We're going to go fight, basically. I'm paraphrasing. And there's a moment, McDermott's so great, where he's just kind of like, what? And I think immediately he's back on, great, good, go, get yeah. out of there, get killed, I don't care. Right. Uh, Palpatine's in control. I don't want people to say I don't, that he wasn't. But I think it's, it's the one moment where he realizes, because he says, Queen Abadala is young and naive. You will find control in her will not be difficult. In that moment, he knows he can't control her as much as maybe he thinks. And so I think she, she becomes one of his enemies. So the idea that... Anakin, how do I get his passions? How do I inflame it? What's his fear? He's lost his mother. He now loves this woman. Oh, I got to get him really worried about that. He does it in the opera scene in the the Mon Calamari Opera House, but uh, Squid Lake is it's called. But I, I think in that, I think there's something there that, you know, could, with his dark powers, could he be stoking those flames he might need those flames he needs anakin to be afraid of losing her and and he knows that padme would be opposition to him she would have started the rebellion she was trying to those scenes were cut from sith so i think she is a bigger enemy for palpatine uh, than maybe we thought watching him at the time so i love the idea it's a fun fun little head cannon to dive into that's for you alex at black series rebels head cannon so uh, that's what i think yeah, i agree and also i mean with villains i mean the whole point is that they're trying to isolate uh, you know, whoever they want right. their trainee to right. be and push everyone. It's what you them that take way. donuts right. away from me when yes. out there. You were like, don't have any I more ate donuts. Ken's donut. Yeah. Yeah, no. you're separating that me strawberry from the thing donut I love. Delicious. It was really it was good. Really good. That really strawberry good. donut. God, two Thanks donuts to today, Dorian so. Parks Thanks, for bringing Dorian. in those donuts no, today. F oh, you to Dorian right. Parks for bringing those in. Yeah, yeah, I did yell at him. Yeah. All right, what's uh, what's next? Uh, we are going to go, uh, let's go back to what our main topic was. I think there's, I want to hear a little bit more on this one. Scott O'Neill writes, are there any specific characters or known Star Wars events you'd like to see show up in the new series with Diego Luna? Do you think we might see Hera, etc.? Let's dive in a little bit more to that. I like the events part of that as well. I would love for them to get ballsy and bring in some animated characters, right? Like, bring, let me oh, yeah. let me see Hera. You know, let me see like around that time you could they they could cross paths. You Kanan, know, yeah. Freddie Prinze. Why man. not? Let's because we know yeah. we know that there is. That's the one Marshall, thing yeah. though, to where like again going back to Fernandez saying there's no like Big Mac as they, as they say on on, on uh, Rule of Two. Mm-hmm. If Kanan is running around at that point. Right, and there's some other people still involved in the force at that point that have not been taken out. We know as Vader has to put together the Inquisitors to go hunt them down. Right, maybe the Inquisitors are around at some point. Maybe the you know yeah, yeah. Vader's around. That, so there's yeah. so much that they can do that's not just specific to yeah. Rogue One. Rogue One was one. That's again 
the beauty of television. Yeah. Rogue One had to focus on one particular theme, thematics through uh, of this one uh, mission because that's what the story was for that two hour and fifteen minute episode, as it really is. But right? how did we get there? Right? Like how, how all this? Like stuff? what happens to what happened to all the characters before that? And how right. like how how did they get there? What's yeah. the politics yeah. of it? What's happening? You know, wh- what other circles does he run through? Who did? Because in Rogue One, in the background, we hear Hera being called. We see Chopper come through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's more of that stuff that can take place and that can teach new audiences that are watching this series more about the lore through television because that's when it all interweaves and connects. You can yeah. take stuff from the comics and the books and put it in there. Um, there are other characters that appeared in the novels that you could put on the other side and the Imperial side. So there's tons of, of things I would like to see. Um, some of the characters from Rebels show up, even if it's just uh, what's what's his face? Uh, give me the pirate. What's the pirate's name? Hondo. Hondo. Hondo's interesting. Hondo too. would be interesting too. You know, uh, Bane. Show me Bane. Oh, he's awesome. Cad Bane. He's, yeah, Cad yeah. Bane. He's my favorite out of the non-movie Is characters. It the cowboy hat. It's yes. the cowboy. Hat. Yeah, it's, it's the, the coolest hat. design. Um, so cool looking. Yeah, yeah. So that was what one of your choices? Yeah. Cat? yeah no, he's Cad he's my favorite out of all that. That part of the saga, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's like I'm trying to temper myself because, again, I'm so excited for the series, and then it's going to be just, you know, Cassian and K2 having breakfast around the galaxy. I uh, but, so I don't think it's going to be a roll call of all-stars, yeah. but the potential's there. Uh, the Harris stuff's great. I, uh, um, I th- I, I'd I be remiss if I didn't say I'm a Radis at one point, uh, General Draven, uh, 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 you know, bring Jan Dodonna back, Barristan Selmy from Game of Thrones, bring him back. Um, and then uh, Mon Mothma, Genevieve O'Reilly. Like, he's a spy, but what I right. love about it. He's he is in, and at least another question I want to put out there. Yeah. He he's a spy. He's going to be the criminal underworld. He's going to be uh, infiltrating the empire. He's going to do all those kind of things. And so that's where I think you could see finally maybe a captain Ray Sloan back yeah. then uh, working with Count Vidian and all that stuff. Like you, right. you could see Small all that, right? Um, which leads me to this side question. No one's asking this, but I, I answered this this week on, on my fourth center show. But I'll I'll, I'll, I'll say my answer. I want to hear. We haven't heard any information yet about who's behind this series. Did Diego Luna just call up uh, Bob Iger and say, ah, I'd like to do this? Right. Showrunners, creators, directors, anyone, who, who do you want to see run and point on this show? Alfonso Cuaron. That's a great one. Uh, well, if... I mean, Alfonso, you guys, he's, he made the best Harry Potter movie. He, he did, but I also, he also. And he's dark, but. but he, he also bailed because I don't think that that was his. No, forte. I know. I, I don't. I, it's not realistic at yeah. all. I'm not saying it would ever yeah, happen. That was, that's, for, that's my dream. Yeah. My, my yeah, dream. That's my, my dream. My dream, it, it, it's, it's realistic, but I don't yeah. think Grimmel it'll happen. It's yeah. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Because of his, his ties to, he, he really wanted to do that Jabba the Hutt movie. He's been vocal about that. Um, yeah. And, and I, I think there's some other things running out there that made me think that he would really love to dive into the criminal underworld. He's done TV. He's doing TV yeah, yeah. now with, with Troll. But I just don't, I don't think that's the case. But um, like, he's like, also busy. He's doing Pinocchio. Yeah, yeah, There's a yeah, ton yeah. of stuff he's, he's doing. He's yeah. busy, you know, hanging out yeah. with Perry at horror conventions. <laughs> I think the showrunner is going to wind up being somebody who's pretty enriched in, in television. I think it's going to be somebody sense, yeah. who's done successful You know who would be success. awesome, too, that is a show, uh, an actual showrunner? No. Yeah. Yes, he's awesome. I, I would love that. But Brian Fuller, he is yeah. my favorite showrunner that exists ever. Yeah, they, I mean... Yeah, I think it's going to be someone like that. I think it's going to be someone who that'd be amazing. Who has, but just someone who has history in television. That and he's a huge horror, uh, horror. He's a huge Star Wars fan yeah. as well. So, so that that will that will be the thing. I yeah, think. And, and, and whoever it is, I'm sure it's already in place. I mean, we just yeah. haven't heard it, but it's, it's weird. We haven't even heard rumors about it. It's just all of a sudden. But here's another thing that people don't realize, though. Too, it's so what's so funny about this is that the announcement came in that Mandalorian would be probably the most expensive television show of all time, if not rivaling uh, Game, Game of Thrones. Of Thrones. Yeah. Also remember this. The Avengers mm-hmm. made... Because the, the, the series itself has cost over, like, what, $120 million? Is that what they said? Per, is it, how much is it per episode? It was something... For, the, oh, for Mandalorian? For Mandalorian. It's like a million an episode or something like it's that. It's a million an episode, right? Something like that, yeah. Okay. The Avengers will make $100 million opening night. Right. The, the new one. Okay? So right then and there. Hey, so whatever we make on Thursday and Friday from Avengers 2, put that into The Mandalorian. Whatever we make on Avengers uh, two night two, put that into the second. And then yeah, this, I, don't, I don't think Disney's lacking in it's budget. It's not. So like to that, to them right now, they, it's it's a matter of how to balance that, right? Yeah. And, and episode nine, any movie we make from that, put it into this. So it's divvying it up. The money itself, they're going to be able to put the money into. There's no there's no doubt about it. Now, 
and and also how and, and the success of Mandalorian will also see bigger production or less production mm-hmm. on on casting Andor. So I think that there's a lot of great possibilities of ways to interweave it because I don't think you can survive that show with just giving me the backstory on Cassian and K two S O. It's like I'll get bored with that eventually. Yeah, tie it into the po- that, that show has to be political. I mean, yeah. it's got to be. Oh, it, it, yeah, it's it's that oppressive foot of the of, of the empire. I mean, to me, imagine a, a scene where where a spy Cassian Andor uh, who's trying to f- figure out what's going on in the galaxy is sitting across from Infus Nest and Saw Gerrera, yeah. and they're talking about going to be se- in. seven eight years before we 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 see the events of Rogue One or something like that, where you know this is how we we rise up. And we, how, we don't know how to do it yet. And then you got other people falling in. Then you got Mon Moth. But well, maybe we can still do it through politics until the events of Rebels, where she declares the start of the Rebel Alliance. Like that stuff. That's why I say the the Rebels versus the Empire is the most interesting thing yeah. to me. Uh, but I love I love Jedi stuff. I love the lore stuff. I, I love Sheridan yeah. Wish talking about the Kyber. I love all that. But to me, that gets really exciting. Imagine if Kanan showed up in one of those episodes. Kanan, I mean, so incredible. Like so, it was like this is a. Th- th- and maybe it's even before he remember he's for a long time he doesn't reveal himself as a Jedi. He, I, I was that, that book New Dawn, which wasn't my favorite. It was the first out of the gate. It was a tough. You know, but Jonathan uh, was it Jonathan Jackson Miller created the character of Ray Sloan, and, and I think Chuck Wendig made it made mm-hmm. it more. Um, but that that was the best part of that book was uh. Hera meeting this drunk dude, this drunk flirty womanizing kind of dude with a ponytail, uh, and turns out you know it's Kane and and and. and Tell me that Freddie Prince couldn't pull that off. Yeah, he, I asked him though. Yeah, he would. He just. He would say he wouldn't want to do. Wouldn't want to do it. I mean, there probably a lot changed with a big nice contract or something. There, but he likes. Frey's a family man. He likes. He, he, doesn't, afraid, he yeah. doesn't want to be away from his, from his family. But I, I no, mean, I, again, I, yeah, and again, again, these things could happen. That one yeah. moment here and there, it's just exciting. And that's why going back to one of your original points, I, I will say as much as I'm, I'm very much excited for episode nine. My focus is always the movies. Because of Game of Thrones in my life, uh, Sopranos in yours, yeah. uh, Lost even on network te- television, it, it has completely changed where I will not feel the loss of every Sunday night sitting down. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want them to actually put them out as binge, binge-worthy. binge Oh, you I don't want, want binge? I want oh, every oh, week. I want, I want binge. Ga- ga- no, Game of <laughs> yeah. Thrones for me is a thing. Like, I need a week to process, you yeah. know? As uh, much as I want to go forward, yeah. I, I need a week to process. But that's it's interesting. It hasn't been announced yet. I wonder how they're yeah, going to do it. Yeah, I don't but know. I, I don't do know. miss, though, being addicted to a show where I can't wait for an episode right. to come out next week. Like, that that doesn't well, happen as much I, anymore. I, I binge I Love Your Garden on BBC and Alan Tishmark redoing <laughs> gardens for people in need. I watch 12 episodes a week with Grace. That's fine. But, but this, I want to build up. Right. Anticipation's yeah. good. All right. Well, you have to anticipate a full week before you see us again. And you will see us next week, even though we're going to be off for Thanksgiving. Ken and I will be doing a little smaller of an episode from the podcast studio here where we're just talking about Star Wars in general, breaking down things that happened in Star Wars. And we did that today, and I'd like to thank you, Darina, for joining us once again. Where can they find you? Thank you for having me again. I am at Evil Darina on Twitter and Instagram. I'm not on Facebook. Delete your Facebook. That's what a lot of people feel these days. Ken? How about you? How will I uh, hear about my uh, uh, racist friends from hometown if I delete my Facebook? <laughs> uh, you can follow me Great at Ken Dabsock. Uh This shirt, lighten up, uh, but my friend Estevan, go to estevanlifestyle.com for it. Uh, free plug there. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, sitting down, talking to Star Wars with you, uh, while in real life we'll be having turkey, mashed potatoes, and donuts because no. Darina won't be around to take it from them. That's I'm true. going to take all your donuts. Well, for me, you can find me at Christian Harloff, Twitter and Instagram. Every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday on Collider Live. Check the Schmodown on Tuesday and Fridays. The singles tournament is about to begin, so make sure you check that out. Subscribe to this podcast feed, the Jedi Council podcast feed, where you can get every episode of this show on audio for your long drive, wherever the hell you're going, or The Rule of Two with Mark Fernandez and Mark Riley every Wednesday. That show is a lot of fun, really breaking down some topics in the world of Star Wars. I joined them yesterday, so please go and download it and check us out. You can check episodes of that show out rule of two on the podcast channel so subscribe to the youtube collider podcast channel collider podcast thank you guys once again and we will catch you next time hey everybody mark ellis here thanks for watching this episode you want to watch more then click up here or you can click right here for more great content from collider if you haven't subscribed to collider video do so right now and share this vid with your friends thanks for watching Napa know-how. 
get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply.